Monday, January 15th, and the Dome Foamers podcast is back. I'm your host, Christian Kruger, and I'm here as always with Neil Mieski and Brian Dorton. We're just lifelong Astros fans. I love to talk about the Astros and sprinkle in some college football. So, boys, let's go. Episode 36, that would be episode 36, as stated in the opening, it is Monday, January 15th. We're going to touch on some Astros news that happened this week, because we are Dome Foamers, and then transition to a little bit of the college football world. But before we get into all that, boys, how are we doing with the polar vortex that has hit the great state of Texas? cold it's cold it's cold buddy it's cold (laughs) we're not even as cold as you guys are and uh, i'm cold yeah offline we were talking about that uh i think neil's school district is off tomorrow canceled dorton in the great city of pearland decided to call it like at 6 a.m this morning yeah they they had their mind made up God's Country, New Braunfels, which is probably the coldest of the bunch. We haven't had a drop of precipitation, and we're going to school, and I am fired up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, the the kid the girls will be here tomorrow, and uh, but work work hasn't changed. I I am working tomorrow, so this will be fun. Yeah, it will another be. another day. Uh, both working and making sure kids don't uh, overrun the house. Yeah, it's it's so unfortunate. Our- it's unfortunate. I'm not going to be able to really do any work tomorrow. Uh, just yeah. qu- quality yeah. family time is what I'm looking forward to, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah you bet. I take it as a blessing. I've got all three of my kids here and just feel very blessed. Hashtag blessed. I'm, hashtag blessed. You know, because if it's hashtag blessed, it just means more. Means more. Absolutely. <laughs> Very I'm sure exciting. your wife. I'm sure your wife is excited. Um, oh, it's thrilling! So, let's talk about our title sponsor real quick: Two Gringos Chupacabra and the fan favorite pack. Here we go. I'm trying to get that in the screen there on our YouTube channel. We will do some stuff on social media. Um, Two Gringos has been a sponsor for us for a while now. They've been great to us. You can look on twogringoschupacabra.com. That's the number two gringos chupacabra.com you can put in dome 15 still for 15 percent off um, for all your grilling needs it's the only spices and rubs we use check them out and we thank the great people there at two gringos chupacabra neil is our social media <laughs> expert and he'll put something out there and we will uh we'll send one out every week um, to you for whatever it is that we end up put on a poll, a comment, or whatever it may be. Like, subscribe on our YouTube channel. Um, we're obviously on Spotify and everything else, but um, we've, we've gotten some feedback recently, and it's just fun to hear uh, some of the feedback, so we appreciate those that have. And if you haven't, tell your mom, tell your mom's mom to like and subscribe. Boys, let's start with some Astros news. All right. So we're going to back – we're going to – there's a bunch of stuff that hit today. But we're going to go backwards first and talk about arbitration. 
Um, for those that don't understand arbitration, when you become an official Major League Baseball player, you're under control for six years. The first three years are basically, um, how do I say, um, minimum contracts, unless you've come to agreement of another one. After those three years, you go into what is considered ARB 1, ARB 2, ARB 3, just stands for arbitration. That means that you and the club can come to an agreement on a number based on your performance and based on um, the position you play and the salaries of said position. Every year you can go and get to an agreement with the club or you can go to arbitration where they'll have what's called an arbiter that is a third party that hears your side, meaning the player side and the team side and comes to a number. Pretty surprised that the Astros came to agreements with every single player with the exception of one. Um, our sir, uh, sir, why can't I say his Mauricio. name? Mauricio, thank you. Dubon, <clears throat> he will go to arbitration, um, which an arbiter will decide um, what his number will be. Let's see here if I get it right. Um, obviously, Framber, Kyle Tucker, my boy Chaz. Brian Abreu, Luis Garcia, and Jose Urquidy. Is that everybody? I believe yep, that's everybody. That's if, you, all, if you'd uh, asked me to tell you who that one person was, I would have bet a large sum of money that it was going to be Tucker that going to arbitration. Um, I would have agree. I, I would agree with you because last year he didn't, and yeah, um, yeah, he he had to go to arbitration. I, I agree with you, Dorton. I was a little surprised. I think the Astros uh, gave him the number that was basically pinned for him or projected for him because they want to try to at least say they did that to try to resign him. Um, but I agree with you. I honestly, I thought Chaz would go to arbitration. Ah, I, I did because of why the do you year. think that? Why, why, why was he? Have. Why was he on your deal? Why was he on your radar? Because I'll tell of you it, mine was. Um, because of his year, you know, how good he performed. And um, I didn't think they would come to an agreement. And I think he's still bitter about Dusty. So maybe he's over it now that Dusty's gone. And sure. um, he got a pay raise and was like, yeah, I'll take that number. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a substantial one. I think he went from making it, like seven fifty to two point eight, like a two million dollar raise. No, 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 it, it was. He, he had leverage, though. I mean, let's just let's be honest. Sure. Sure. He had he had leverage based on performance. Yeah. So who was yours, Neil? So my I, I was thinking Fromber. I, I just thought that that would be because there's a lot of wiggle room in, in Fromber in expected performance and, and actual performance, and you know the the three playoff starts he had, they all were losses, and so there, you know, just the year that Fromber had was a little dicey, and so again, that there's some wiggle room, and and to see that he ended up getting twelve million, that was a that was a pretty big number in my eyes. That uh, I think uh, if I'm Fromber, I, I snatch that up rather quickly myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he lefty starting pitching sure. is so so rare. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. There's no way I'm gonna disagree with you because he's got leverage too. I mean, I, I agree with you. Um, I, I have noticed over the years, and I know we've talked about this offline. And I'm not. I'm just telling you what I've seen. Um, this is not Latin players come from 
basically nothing. And so they are easier usually to negotiate contracts with or arbitration than when an American born player goes to arbitration or free agency. And that's just, I mean, go ahead and document that and research that it's fact. Oh Um, yeah. No, yeah. $12 million to Fromber is a a lot of money. Um, Sure. You know, I I was just thinking that it, it, it wouldn't have gone because I have him down as making $6.8 million last year and to, to dang near double that amount on a year that, that wasn't, a stellar year just seems like, I mean, especially when you're talking about the Astros in a situation where they're, they're being squeezed. Could they have gotten away with 11 million? You know, those are the types of things that were, could they have Mm -hmm. pinched pennies and and saved a mill per se in in a situation like that. But, you know, I mean, we, we may look back at this conversation and say we stole from her for 12 million. Yeah. I hope. Well, I'd be I, great. You no, know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, it's hard to talk about anyone's getting paid twelve million a year, but for market value, we are stealing him because he's under control. Right. Um, we really are. We're stealing Kyle Tucker too. Um, sure. And and if you really want to break, I think he was down, twelve million also, right? He was. He yeah. was. We're we're kind of love all these twelves being talked about. We're stealing, yeah, crazy. we're stealing Chaz based on his performance and, and the fact that Brian Abreu is 1.75, I believe. Holy crap. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the, I mean, minus we, we don't, we don't get him the first two games, but, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. If he, oh, if he dang. gives us 163, uh, games of what he did last year, that would be absolute stolen. The, the most One, stolen 160 160 yeah sorry yeah <laughs> but but it does it does it so for those that don't understand you know arb one is a projected amount then arb two then arb three so those do generally based on your performance go up stair step each year um just so that's kind of where the money the money gets uh it changes let's say um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I read that, uh, Dubon is asking for 3.5. The Astros are saying three. Um, it's actually, it's actually pretty important because based on projections on fan graphs and roster resource, the Astros are about $680,000 below the luxury yeah, tax. <laughs> so, so um, that extra 500 could, uh, could come into play. Yeah, I mean, we'll, yeah, we'll be good, but I mean, they're going to want to save every penny they can get. Um, so, I, you know, it's not set in stone until all arbitration cases are done and then the start of the year. But I'm just I'm talking about, we, we've talked about this for months. There's just no wiggle room. I remember we got feedback from one of the podcasts, and Neil, I know you saw it. Like someone said, we it's all wrong. We have $30 million of room. Right. I, I wish I remember that person. Where's the $30 million of room? Because it's not <laughs> yeah. there. Nope. See, 687000 to an organization is like us talking about dimes and nickels. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, it's uh, it's just limiting, right? I mean, it's just going to limit us. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- without having some sort of trade, which uh, I don't know that at this point, 
anything is is lining up for that that matter and um you know I think there'll just, be another I, I think there'll be another wave you think there'll be another spring. move no oh I no I just think there'll be another wave of spring you know usually you get to spring training and clubs are like ooh, we might need to make you know what I mean like other clubs might be like yeah. Okay, we definitely need a center fielder. Uh, we definitely need bullpen. Help. Oh, we definitely need a controlled starter. So, right. you know, the, once they get their eyes on people, they usually see them. I don't know. I, I know if I was the Astros GM, I would make a move, but that's been documented. Who are, who are you? Are you still going with pitching? You mean to trade? Yeah. I mean, like, who? who what, what are your gaps? And this could kind of... I would yeah, trade my my first move. I would trade Jake Myers for bullpen or starter help. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh... I would, I would, because he's going to be in demand, and you could probably get either a leveraged bullpen arm or a controlled starter and a prospect for a center fielder of his defensive capability. So that would right. be my first move. Then I would see who bites on. At this point, I would see who. And who bites on your kitty? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I was I was reading Brian McTaggart. Uh, he put out something the other day, just talking about it. it looks like, as far as pitching goes, I mean, we're just going to be using the the JP Francis, the Blancos, the Force Whitley. Um, you know, he he was a name, but you know. As far as bullpen for the time being, it, it may be it may just be what we've got, and seeing yeah. how that works, and and seeing what we have may accelerate a exchange of uh, uh, Jake Myers or your Queedy type guy, and see how the pieces fall come come next month. Well, here, here's who we know is going to be on the roster. We know Presley, Abreu, Montero, Graveman. Those guys are going to be on the roster. So then that frees up – I don't have the math in front of me, the roster, but that frees up probably two to three, probably three bullpen arms, right? So we picked up the Dylan Coleman. Correct. But, yeah. I mean – Not saying I mean, he has to be on the roster yeah. for sure. You know, and then you've had a guy like Seth Martinez uh, that's been around long enough. I'm not saying he, he's the guy, but, you know, other other names uh, – some lefties that we've we've played with, but the Matt Gage, Bennett Sosa, and, and Parker Mushinsky. Uh, um, yeah, and so, so uh, yeah, I mean, are, are those guys that have <laughs> you know proven themselves yet and, and are worthy of being uh, well, on our on our roster, or are they yeah. trade pieces? You know, I mean, I know they're not valuable necessarily, but uh, can can seal a deal, perhaps. Well, Dylan Coleman has a power arm, power sinker. Um, he was hurt a little bit last year. So, I mean, he's going to get a long look at spring training sure. see what he's got. So, what people don't understand that, you know, the casual fan is the Seth Martinez's, the Parker Mieskis, uh, the Matt Gages of the world. They, you know, they've been up and down. But the Ronel Blancos of the world, they only have so right. many options. So either they have to stay on or they get they get what's called DFA designated for assignment and they go into, I believe, what's called, you know, waivers for a week. Um yeah. someone can pick them up. And then if they're not picked up, then they go back down to the minors. 
right. if they um, can. Did, correct. Dylan Coleman has got some options, so I think that's one of the reasons why we picked him up. Um, you know, it would be Being saying that I would be say say I'm in the Astros pitching coach shoes, I would be taking a long look at Colton Gordon, Spencer Aaron Getty. Sure. Um, now maybe you don't want to start the clock right away. You bring him up after a little polish of uh, in AAA uh, to start the year, but those guys have to be factored in. Um, just like JP France and and others have to be factored in as well. It's. Uh, that's 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 really Neil to your point. I mean, that's why I would have Jake Myers on the block for a power arm because after you get right, if you get through Abreu and Graveman and Montero and Presley, honestly, if you broke those guys down, there's only one power arm in that group, and that's Abreu. Those yeah. other guys are not power arms. No, and so I would have I would dangle Myers out there all day long for a power arm. That's fair. Sure. Um, and I, no, and, and, I, I, I don't and disagree. Your, and your kitty with your kitty's going to have value because he can be a back end starter for you. He's got experience, got playoff experience, and he's controllable. And so yes. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying, but if you're going to trade a controllable arm, you probably want to get a controllable arm or a bullpen arm back. Right. And, and it just comes down to, you know, the Aaron Getty, the, these young guys that you may, like you said, not want to start up in the in the major league club. And, and so if those guys aren't there, who, who's who's our starters then, right? And and so, I mean, we, you don't have McCullers, you don't have uh, Garcia. And so who's left? Because then you're talking about, the J.P. Francis, the Blancos having to start along with, obviously, uh, Verlander and Fromber. But then, you know, are, are you putting – I mean, where so are day, you putting a – So, day one, you go – day one, you have Verlander, Fromber, Javier. Javier. Your Keedy. Okay. But I mean, right now, because he's not been traded. Um, and then what? What is it? Who's who's fighting for fifth? JP France? Am I missing somebody? Verlander Jr. Yeah, Verlander. Oh yeah, Jr. Hunter Brown. Hunter Brown. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Hunter Brown's a five. I've got no problem with. Right, and and but you also know, you know, are we going to go a six man rotation early in the year? At some point, we so, will, no doubt. So again, dropping your Queedy off someplace else early on. For a bullpen, let's say, we'll, we'll, we're still light on starters if you're not pulling up any of those minor league arms, look, those young look, guys. So, I don't want to talk about Forrest Whitley till he actually does something. I'm done. Been sure. there. I've been done for. I've been done for three years on him. Um, I'm sure he'll get a look. I have been following a little bit of Aaron Getty, Spencer Aaron Getty, in the um, in those winter. He's developed a uh, sinker. So, I mean, the dude is getting ramped up to be a player, you know. Obviously, he's got to do it. He's got to do it in the spring. If you told me right now, no, he's not going to be on the roster day one, but I bet you in May, June. think so, huh? I hope. Yeah, I mean, if he's – hopefully he puts the pressure on those guys to make a decision. 
Yeah, yeah. that'd be great. Yeah. That'd be also another would be nice to have. Yeah, and Gordon, yes. you know, Gordon, Gordon's a college pitcher that throws 94, 95 from the left side. Probably, I mean, I don't want to pigeonhole the the guy. Probably not a starter. I would I would think he would be a a wipeout lefty in the bullpen. Maybe he is. Um but I mean he's got to put pressure on him too because he's got the best stuff of any lefty in the in, in the uh, yeah. organization. They got another kid that's down in uh, single A that had really great numbers, Troy Dombrowski. Uh, you know he's he's got some stuff, but he's got a little ways to go. But he's a lefty too yeah. that you know I've been watching. But yeah, man, I mean the roster is basically the roster. Right, right. Minus any any trades. That's that's the discussion here. Is mm-hmm. we've got who we've got now. Let's let's where do they where do we plug him in? Right. Yeah. And so be interesting. Yep. And, um, I want to transition a little bit to still Astro stuff, but today they signed nine international players. I want people to understand that listen to the dumb boomers, understand something. Every publication, everything on social media, everything you read, every dot com says the Astros farm system is trash. I, I, I don't think it's trash. I don't think it's great. It's not deep. I understand that. But as much as the Astros have not done well with draft picks and had draft picks taken away and traded pieces away, what the Astros do a damn good job, probably better than almost anybody, is in the international draft. And they do. Right. Look, look at who is on the team right now from the international draft. Um, Jose Altuve. He was not drafted. He was an international pickup. Christian Javier. Framber Valdez, right. yep. Luis Garcia, Jose Urquidy, um, Brian Abreu, I believe, as well. Um, Jordan Alvarez was by the Dodgers, and then yeah. we stole them for right. Josh Fields. So if you think about that for a second, those were all international pickups. So today, I just wanted to make note, you know, some of these guys I've heard of and I've been following – most of them are 19, 18, and 17 years old. There was a 16-year-old picked up. There was a 20-year-old that got the highest slot. He's a pretty polished center fielder um, named Cesar Yanquel Hernandez. Um, he got a lot of Cuban. money. So, yep. Yeah, the couple of Cubans, which the Astros lead the major leagues in Cuban-born players, which I'm all for. Um, those guys rake. So – just FYI, it, there's nine players that are going to hit the system um, here in a, in a couple of weeks. Some of them were expected. Some of them they, they took flyers on. Yep, said flyers. And um, <laughs> the Astros have done a hell of a job internationally finding these guys from the Latin America, Dominican Republic, Cuba, Venezuela, Puerto Rico, all that stuff. So, so will they start? Of- where will they start? Most of them will they. That's completely up to the organization. So some yeah. will go. Some will go into uh, rookie ball, single A. Yeah. Some will go to yeah. high A. Some some will go to what's called the Florida Gulf Gulf Coast League, which will be basically the complex league, meaning they'll stay around Florida and play other other teams' prospects for a while, and then based on how they perform, they just they promote them up within the system. So you know. The the uh, Cesar Yanquil Hernandez will probably start an A ball, 
you know. He's yeah. probably advanced enough to start an A, high A. He's played some he's played a lot of baseball and some very competitive baseball. You know, the the younger guys will probably start in the complex league and, and see what they do from there. All right. Bunch of outfielders. Well, that's, exciting. that's exciting. Bunch of outfielders and then a and then a few pitchers and a couple of uh, uh, I believe a third baseman. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, and there was one that was a catcher. I I, I was trying to look I saw that. And read about him. I couldn't find much on him, uh, but you know that's always interesting to. to I mean, that's just a position that uh, grabs your attention a little bit too. Hundred percent. The next Yanni or Diaz. Could be. Could be. So any and, and any which, quick... speaking of him. Speaking of Yonir, sorry, did did no good. And I know this means that I know this means absolutely nothing, but I think uh, MLB ranked him like the seventh or eighth top catcher in the MLB. I saw did that. To catch I, that, any of that? I did. I I projected yeah, to be was, top five. I, I projected to be top five. Well, I just I wanted to reach out, and this is a segue to the next thing. But I wanted to reach out to Dusty and thank him, and maybe that that was what Dusty was wanting us to thank him for. Yes, Brian's dad was hired by the Giants <laughs> to be special assistant to the to the vice president or GM. I mean, it's Great. unbelievable. He makes their lineups out. Great. I hope. I hope he. Uh, yeah, I, just I, I make... wish him. I wish him and the Giants all the best. How does he keep yes. getting hired? Yeah. How does he keep getting hired? The Giants have forgotten what he did for them or to them. God. Have just, we been, uh, have we, have we, yeah. do, do we know, have, have, has it been made clear what we need to thank him for again? Not yet. I, I don't know. I mean, he'll let us know, I'm sure. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward I mean, you, you, you let us know when we're supposed to thank, when that thank you is due. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll think about it. And, um, you know, with without you know the schedule card now, do, do the Giants go? <clears throat> do the Giants go to to come to Minute Maid? Because I, I, if so, I want to go there and boo him. <laughs> no, well, you know, you know, Dusty's not traveling. Oh, no, that's true. He is definitely he's not big, traveling. He's, he's big time now. I have yeah, to look that up. He's front office. He's he he should where he sh- he thinks he should have been. The whole way. Um, I do want to say something. Uh, our our lovely dome foamer Brian Dorton was at the Houston Marathon this weekend. No, 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 boys and girls. He did not run it. Oh, but he was there. I mean, no, to... you didn't. You didn't have to do that. You didn't have to. You could have just let the <laughs> the listeners assume. Well, I was giving a I shout out did. to. Her. Yeah, I think they, they did assume. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. I was giving a shout out to our boy Robert K. Piewitz. RKP killed it. Who who ran, I believe, three hours and nineteen minutes, qualified <sighs> for the Boston Marathon that I am my wife and I are really want to try to go and go to that because I've never been to Boston. I want to take in a game at Fenway and show up for Piewitz's in the Boston Marathon. So I it was down in Houston. I wanted to say a shout out to RKP for uh, qualifying for the Boston Marathon. That's amazing. I'll tell you what, I met him uh, very soon after the race, and uh, 
your boy over here was moving slower than he was after after <laughs> running 26 miles so uh i was like oh all right guy i i see i understand <laughs> yeah he killed it man he killed it that's impressive right. yeah it is all right so astros go the astros go uh to san francisco june 20 i'm sorry in june 10th 11th and 12th road trip there you have it that's it man that's one of my thing i'm you. not gonna Thank lie you, that's, one, that's one of my favorite ballparks i've ever been in the ballpark's unreal um all right anything else in the astros where we transition a little bit I think we're good. I think we hit all the hot spots there. So, all right, let's let's do. We've done a couple of weeks. We've done a little college football talk. So, excuse me. Let's let's get into it real quick. Uh, Michigan won the national championship. Um, thank you. I predicted that. Kind Wait. of. What? What? Oh. What? Yes. Before before the year started. Oh, for the beginning of the season. Okay. And I mean, if if if, if you pick I do, more than I do once, remember a, a pick... certain ho- horns up over here, uh, <laughs> and, big well, time and, horns up. And you two picked Washington to win the game. <clears throat> yeah, correct. I, yeah, I, I mean, certainly did. I certainly did. If I get enough picks, I'll I'll eventually get it right. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I'm not really. I'll be honest. I'm not excited about it at all. What I was getting <laughs> at is the fact that I did choose the Michigan Wolverines. Um. I also said that Jim Harbaugh is leaving to go to the NFL. Now, there is no confirmation of that other than he interviewed for the Chargers today. He's not coming back to Michigan. I don't uh, see how yeah, he would. You know, I, I, I fought it a little bit last week during the game. Yeah, you did. And, you know, the more I'm hearing, you know, we talk about Saban leaving and, and, and just the – just the absolute craziness that these guys have to go through in college football with the portal and now with NIL. And and obviously I don't don't think we've talked about this in text either, but you know, Florida state getting, getting hit on the wrist for doing it wrong. And I mean, just gets to the point to where you, you can't blame these guys for not wanting to, to play this 365 day a year no. gig. Yeah. Um, no, you you're dead on, and it's worse than ever. Um, so look, I want to preface this. I'm a college football guy. Uh the NFL just doesn't do it for me anymore for a number of reasons I'm not gonna get into. Um, but when you have kids, you get you have to pick, all right, I'm gonna stay a college football guy. Sunday is gonna be a day where I don't watch football. But there's a whole other reasons for that, and that's that's for another day. Um, so we know my wife, um, Jason Washington, is someone that we know. He was at U of H. He lived with my brother for a little bit, then came to Texas with Tom Herman. Now he was at Mississippi State with Mike Leach. Now I don't know I don't know where he is with Mike. You know, with that staff being let go. Um, Zach, whatever his name was, they got fired. But I saw him multiple times. This was before COVID. Leave the church service multiple times to give him his phone. And one time I went to the bathroom and I was like, what's up? And he's like, 
can't talk to him on the phone, but I can Twitter message. I can uh, private message him on Twitter. And he's just sitting there. Like, I'm just like, it never stops. And this was pre-NIL, pre-portal. Right. Man. And um, yes, here's the give and take. I mean, the NFL, they will get rid of you like that. They will fire you after one year. They'll fire you after two years. So you have to understand that. Now, yes, you actually have a life because the GM finds the players. There's not recruiting. There's a draft. There's free agency. You actually have some time to yourself. College, you've got none. Now, I'm not going to sit here and cry a river to see what some of these guys are being paid. I'd be more than happy to do it for a year and then get fired, and you can buy me out, okay? Yeah. yeah. I've heard of a guy no, not, in, in the college station area that it turned out pretty well for him, actually. Yeah, I bet you he doesn't live in the college station area anymore. No, um, I bet not. My, my point being is – you're right, Neil, and and Saban even basically said, right at at seventy two, I can't give what I I used to could give everything that's asked of us as a staff, and that was one of his biggest reasons why he retired. Um, yeah, and and really that that interview was the thing that kind of jabbed me in my in my brain as far as. It, when, when the guy at the top of the top in this profession says, the goat. yeah, I mean, I, he, he basically came out and says, look, I, I can't, I can't keep the pace like I need to, like I have to. And I can't promise these guys that I'm going to be here for the rest of their stay here. And so rather than lie and put these guys in or whoever's behind me in a, in a bond, I just rather just move along. Yeah. And, you know, that's what he did. I have a love hate relationship with Darth Saban. Um, there's a lot of things that I love. There's a lot of things that I can't stand. Um, but he's the goat. He's got the skins on the wall and the rings on the wall. There's a couple of things I want to share about him because I know it's been shared all week and it should be for his place in college football. But he had at Alabama 44 first round draft picks and 29 losses. <laughs> yeah. Let let that sink in for a minute. And yeah, then more, more first rounders than losses. Hey, by, by, 15, by 15. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jeez, that's in yeah. that's an insane stat. Uh, another stat that I saw from 2008 to 2022 16 that doesn't add up right 14 years i do my math right me at math position i thought it was 16 but whatever those years are it's a long time his teams were ranked number one every single year at some point during the year mm. yeah. and then the last thing i'm gonna leave and i'm gonna let, turn over to you guys see what your thoughts are that recruit like two years ago that recorded his zoom meeting with saban did you ever see that? I never no, saw that. I never saw it. Oh my gosh, it's one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Some recruit had Nick Saban doing a Zoom with him because it was, you know, a year or two after COVID. They were still doing a ton of Zooms and he was recording it. And the whole time, Saban is sitting there trying to tell him, I said, look, you can go to X and, and you can go there. You know, you're a top 
75 player in the country, whatever. You can go wherever you want. Or you can come here, and the player that you practice against every day during the week is better than the player you'll practice against at the game on Saturday. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, yep. And then he listed the examples of people that that player could reach out to, and they were all first-round draft picks in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, guys who came, sat for a minute, and ended up playing. Yeah, yeah and I was like, whoa. Who yeah, says I mean, no to, to that guy? Who says no to that guy? Yeah, the, the sales tactic of wait your turn. I mean, that's that for a college kid, that's that's tough to sometimes swallow, swallow because you're yeah. talking about the the elite. Yeah. Right. Well, it wait I mean, wait your turn, but also you're gonna play against a better player in practice during the week than you will in the game on Saturday. Like, correct. What? Right. <laughs> what? Right. <laughs> and if you do this. In how many ever years, you'll you'll be standing on the stage that you want to stand on and, and get the contract that you want to get for sure. Yeah, I mean, and, and like you said, he could list forty four guys who who did those things. So, yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting dynamic without Saban. And, yeah, and then obviously, uh, if you take away Saban and you take away Harbaugh. I mean, again, I think we talked about this last week. Those are those are the two guys you love to hate in, in mm-hmm. this profession or in this college football. Yeah. So, who becomes who becomes the next jack wagon? Well, I can I can easily uh, still hate uh, Ryan Day. I can I can easily still hate oh O'Kelly. Lane, Lane, Lane. Okay, so, Lane happy Kiffin. happy to hate on them. So let's. So the rumors out there, and, and I'm going to strictly say this, Harbaugh has not. There's just smoke, right? There's smoke that, I mean, he did interview today with the Chargers. Supposedly the Raiders are interested too. It makes sense to go to the Chargers because he has a quarterback. Harbaugh's is smart. You know, they have Justin uh, Habert, uh, however you pronounce his name. The Oregon guy is a good quarterback. Harbaugh's, uh, Harbaugh's not dumb. Mm-hmm. Let's assume that he takes that job. Do you know the rumor out there that Brian Kelly wants the Michigan job? Now, again, oh my rumor, rumor, rumor. Didn't take him long. But that rumor is out there. Well, I mean, he, he's so easy to hate, too. He's so easy to hate. 100%. Uh, it didn't take him long to find something better. You go take your fake Cajun accent uh, and head on up north again. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it'll be, I, I it'll it be up. interesting. I mean, Kalen DeBoer, who I think is a phenomenal football coach is yeah. he's going to walk into a situation where like, I'm not, I want to say the old uh, wizard of Oz. I'm not in Kansas anymore, but I'm not in Washington anymore. This S just got real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there. I, um, the, the biggest, the biggest portal transfer I've seen to date was uh, what's his name that went to Texas from Alabama. Isaiah, Bo- Isaiah Bond. Bond, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't seen a whole lot more. Bond. Isaiah Bond. He was there. A, line, a linebacker. Was there number, yeah, wide, wide receiver one. Wide receiver. Linebacker went to uh, Florida State. They've got a bunch. They've got honestly. They've got a bunch of people in the portal. So it's going to be interesting. Okay. 
It's going to be interesting. Which the portal now opens. If your coach leaves, the portal then reopens for you for 30 days, and then you just get pillaged by everybody. <laughs> like, yeah. like so the rumor the rumor that I read this week, since Dorton brought it up, is Isaiah Bond was not happy with Milro, like just the passing situation. But he was contemplating going in the portal. Saban and Tommy Reese talked him out of going into the portal. And then the next day or two days, Saban retired. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. Bond then files his paperwork to go in the portal and Sark gets on a plane within hours sure. and flies to Georgia to meet with him. You bet. That's cr- <laughs> crazy. Well, I, and I love, this was yeah. the first time I've heard this from a college kid, but it was a business decision to go to Texas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It was, this mm-hmm. is a, at least I applaud the kid for calling it what it is. It is a business yep. decision. Um, I got an NIL deal and I got a quarterback that can throw the rock you consistently. Bet. You bet. Yeah. It's a crazy, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, just, it's a crazy world. Yeah. And it just reiterates what we're saying about why, why some of these guys would want to stay in the, in the college ranks and, and have to sort through the thousands of guys that are in the portal. I, I'll be, I, I don't want to, I don't want to. So I, you know, driving the kids to school, whatever. I listen to Sirius XM's college sports today and I don't remember who the coach was. This was like a week ago. This was right after, the national, I think they were interviewing this coach. He wasn't in the national championship game, but he was a fairly well-known coach. I don't remember who it was. I'll find out. But they were saying, "Man, how do you, you know, how do you do this with a portal and NIL and recruiting and you know social media and all this?" And he goes, "You forgot something." They're like, "What?" Like I spend more time recruiting my own players back, yeah, than yeah. I do you gotta keep them. All of, yeah, he goes, you gotta I keep met them. with." He goes, I had private meetings with 38 players on my team to try to make sure they were staying and keeping them. So yep. not only are you doing all those things, you're recruiting your own players back because it's free agency, man. They can go into the portal. Every every year. Every it year. all just – I mean, there's, there, there's something that needs to be done. I, I don't have the answer, but it's just not right. And it's gone from schools having all the power – and the players having none to now flip flop to where the players have all of it. Well, the and pushback the you're always going to get, because I agree with you, Neil, something that doesn't even done, but the pushback you're always going to get is like, well, these coaches can just leave whenever. Sure. No. I, and there needs to be, I think there should be. So Ricky Williams. Um, I, I just happened to listen to something, he, an interview he was doing. He was asked this very question. And, you know, Ricky Williams has his own marijuana company. He does a lot of things. He likes to do all that stuff for the Heisman Trophy, Heisman Trophy winner, whatever. I thought he said something very interesting when he was asked about this very thing before the football season started. He was said, look, coaches lead, players should lead. If they have an NIL deal, NIL deal okay. The NIL deal or whatever they agree to should be kept in a trust until two things. They either graduate from said school 
or they get drafted in the NFL. I agree. If one of those two things happens, then you pay them the NI deal, the contract that they are signing. And it's in a trust, acquire an interest until that point. Or, or, and I mean, I would even give it some more flexibility and say it has to be an agreed upon time frame, and it is a trust and there is going to be a contract. This isn't going to be a year after year, or it's not going to be a situation where the 18 year old kid can just say, nah, I'm done. I'm out. I'm going to go over well, here now. You got to be careful because the NCAA got smashed by the Supreme court um, in regards to, you know, employees and, you know, you start getting into contracts, you can have collective bargaining, which, Hey, you know, yeah. it's, it's already a pro model. So I get that, but I thought that was pretty insightful that look, you can take whatever yeah, deal you want, but you don't get it until one of those two things happen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a contract I mean, in and of itself. I mean, that, that correct. is, you are agreeing to that, to these stipulations. And, and, and the, there is a, it is a time bound contract. The, the problem is it, that would have to be agreed upon nationwide. Yeah. Because, and every state, every state has yeah. different rules and different laws. Yep. That, I agree. Yeah. I mean, cause <laughs> Alabama could say, no, we'll give it to you the second you sign and it's done. Okay. And you know, yeah. Texas is sitting here trying to be honorary. A, co a commissioner of football is coming. It's coming. Uh, it, I mean, and, and all these kids are making these agreements and arrangements without agents, you know. And, yeah, a, and lot, so, a lot, a, a lot uh, of them have them. I would say that if they might not, for the college, have NIL an agent. Deals? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They have representation. Yeah. Now they may not be like super forward about it, but they're not making these decisions on their own. For instance, Neil Isaiah Bond showed up with his representation in Austin. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I feel a little bit better about that for, for their sake. Um, uh, hold on. Hold on. To your point. Well, to, to, uh, so you understand, because yes, some have legitimate rep representation. Some have the uncle that wants to get paid. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, and so my, 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 my representation is, you know, uncle Bob. Yep. Yes. And uh, yeah. he's going to do right by me and, and him, sure. but also me, probably. So definitely. For, in, for, I just think those for, guys in, for instance, the Quinn, the Quinn Ewers of the world, those guys have representation. Isaiah Bond showed up with, and he's rep represented by an agency and his representative showed up in Austin. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good uh, for that aspect of it. But I just think too, I mean, again, some of these guys need, some sort of income mm -hmm. as they are playing. So uh, again, they're, they're just, it just feels like the wild West and seeing like, you know, when I heard Florida state uh, got in trouble for, I don't even remember what they, what they did. That was, you know, Oh, they were using the NIL as a recruiting tool. So supposedly <laughs> what I read, <laughs> yes. No, so, supposedly no. what I read was the OC Alex Atkins. Yes. Drove, drove the yeah. head of the collective to a recruiting meeting and they got popped for that. Yeah. I mean, that's like hardball buying a hamburger. Like, goodness, that's what's going to get you in trouble. Holy smokes.
yeah there yeah. just needs to be some organization in this and uh, again everybody's got to be screaming this um i used to I, I, so i i don't know how long five years ago i don't know i i was pretty i was pretty dug dig the hills in on they're getting a scholarship they're getting a full ride they're getting the best tutors they're getting the best swag they're getting all this stuff no 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 don't pay the players and then I see with these TV uh, networks and these sponsors yeah. and everything will pay. And I'm like, okay, this is a bit ridiculous. The The issue is, is you've got to find a way to stair step it or something with collective yeah. bargaining or something. Because, I mean, Sally Joe, who's on the track team or plays women's golf, doesn't have the same opportunities to drive income like Isaiah Bond or Quinn Ewers or, you know, Walter Nolan, sure. or all these guys. And so I, that's the problem is you have all of these other sports that they, they lose money for the university and football pays all those expenses and expenditures. And so it's going to be real interesting how they figure all that out. Yeah. Yep. It is a, uh, it's a mess. It is. A it mess. is. It is. It's Pandora's box, and they ain't putting Pandora back in the box. No, they're they're still sorting through it, and it doesn't look. You're like, right, though. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna have to come down to a a, a college football commissioner. Oh, well, it's coming, hundred yeah. percent. All right, um, we're at that uh, wonderful time where uh, that was a good discussion, by the way. We're at the throwback player of the week, and. Um, we are sponsored by Victoria Equipment Auction. They have their auction on March 2nd. I've talked to Kenny and Kevin Griffin. They have, uh, see them on social media. They've had a bigger auction every quarter. Please uh, reach out to Victoria Equipment Auction. You can call Clay at 361 uh, 935-2444. It's Clay at for any of your equipment needs um if you're trying to get rid of your inventory or you're just trying to sell get something get something to take to an auction call those guys they do a great job and they're they, they uh, they're doing awesome and we, we appreciate those guys as sponsor of the throwback player of the week and this week we are blessed i have no idea who this is going to be i'm nope. scared no, to even don't. know but brian hey. dorton brian dorton has it so d since you ran that marathon fire away you bet. And uh, so the reason I picked this person, it is because of this quote that is can be attributed to him. And this quote is, the Dallas Cowboys may be America's team, but the Houston Oilers, they're Texas's team. And that <laughs> is made by one Yule Andrew Bum Phillips. I love it. Love it. Oh, Bum. man. This guy, Bum, Bum, uh, died died in 2013. Uh, by the way, died 2013 on his ranch in Goliad, Goliad, Texas. That's right, boys. Um, died not in far from not far from Schrader in the Schrader, Texas. <laughs> John Mars. Uh, he uh, coached for the Oilers from '75 to '80. Uh, record. Over that time span, 55 and 35, went to uh, 
two AFC championship games during that tenure, lost in an AFC wildcard game, was fired in 1980 uh, on, uh, on New Year's Day after having lost, uh, lost his, his, or sorry, yeah, fired in, in, at the end of 1980 for not reporting drug use on a, on a uh, recreational drug use that was happening until after the season. So oh. appreciate that, bud, or uh, old Adams. No, Bud Adams fired him. Oh, yeah. Or not. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yep. So to another reason Bud Adams can go yeah. fly. Bud Adams is terrible. Bud Adams He's is terrible. Bum Phillips is, is awesome. Bud Adams is one of the most vile persons alive. His family is disgusting. Bum Phillips should have a statue in his honor uh, outside mm -hmm. of the Astrodome. If he doesn't, I don't He should. Um, so notable coaching jobs that he's had, uh, he coached at Texas A&M university in 1957. He was an assistant coach there. Did not know that. I, I, I think he, I, I knew, I think I knew he started there. I did. He was, he was, uh, he high schools. God, he went, to, he coached at Nederland, Jacksonville, uh, Amarillo, uh, P and G he coached at P and G mm -hmm. for a year. Um, University of Houston defensive coordinator, yep. SMU defensive coordinator, Oklahoma State assistant. Um, mm. Worked for the Chargers. He was a coordinator at the for the for the defensive coordinator for the Chargers, and then became uh, you know he was the Oilers defensive coordinator for a year, head coach for five, and then finished off his career at the uh, Saints. Um, so. A couple of fun quotes, because I do remember him saying that, but uh, some others. There are two kinds of coaches, thems that's been fired and thems that's going to get fired. <laughs> Fixing to be fired. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I love I, it. Before, I love it. Can I tell you my favorite one was when the – Please. And, and you got – everybody's everybody has heard this one. I've, I've when got the, one. When, when the reporter asked uh, – it was in spring training when they were talking about Earl Campbell and they were, they were running the mile, running the mile. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And they said, you know, what are you going to do if, if, uh, or basically they said, you know, Earl didn't make this mile time or whatever. So what are you going to do to him? And he said, well, I, when it's third in the mile, I'm not going to give it to him. You know, like <laughs> yeah, kiss my, yeah. kiss my ass. I could care less if, if he makes the mile yeah. and now he's going to be on this team. I, so, yeah. I, that, I heard that's it, always I, been I, my I, favorite. Mine too. Like I, I thought I heard it a little bit different, but I'm with you the same way. And then maybe I heard it like I, I don't even run a mile on third and one. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so yeah, that, that, <laughs> yes. that's one Great. of my favorites too. Yeah. When asked by Bob Costas why he took his wife to all of the Oilers road games, because she's too ugly to kiss goodbye, was his answer. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Unbelievable. Awesome. I, I will on on a personal note, like when this was this would have been either in high school or maybe the when maybe that first year after we graduated, he came in to Detar Hospital in Victoria for a uh, he was in there for I think he had knee surgery or something. He didn't go and, to Goliad Memorial. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and I guess my my dad had heard rumor 
that he was that he was there and found the room and uh and then he got me and we went up there and poked our head awesome. in and we were able to um just kind of give a you know coach how how you doing just wanted to let you know that we're we're huge fans and hope you're doing okay and he he asked us to come in and talk to us for a bit and like he was awesome about as nice a guy as that you can get and so we left there just like dang man that was bum phillips that's awesome that's really yeah. cool that is awesome <laughs> uh speaking of which neil at coaching school me and you were together and uh wade phillips was you know i remember saying yeah. i've seen wade phillips there you know his son yeah, yeah. I, I tell mean, you what, I will give each of you a gold star right now if you can spell his first name pronounced Yule. <laughs> I teach math, not English. I'm out. Let me I mean, let I'm me a, give you a hint. I'm, I'm, no, it no, starts, no, I'm gonna try. It starts with an O. Oh, I'm lost. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, never never mind. Is there an apostrophe in there? No, it is O A I L pronounced Yule, Andrew Bum Philip. So the best thing is, uh, there there was an article in in get this in the New York Times, New York City, in the New York Times about how he got <laughs> the name Bum, and um, and so Wade Phillips was the one that kind of filled in the gaps there. But it was basically when he was growing up, he got he got stung by some bumblebees and i guess in like country they don't call them bumblebees they call them bumbie bees and mm. uh they the apparently his aunt would just mess with him and just start going bumbie 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 <laughs> and it would scare him after he got and so from that point on everyone just started calling him bumbie which just got turned into bum that's and awesome. not Yule, and not and not Yule, and not Yule, which he he is a junior, so his dad was Yule, mm. and uh, no one no one called him Yule. They called him uh, Andrew. I have it, to look it up. No, it was another. It was another fantastic nickname. I'll have oh, to look Lord. that up. But um, it was. But they the the one thing Wade Phillips was eternally grateful. Is that he didn't call me <laughs> Yule the Third? Yeah. <laughs> Holy Which cow! That's a great right. story. That is a great story. That's so, a great yeah. one. I had no idea where Dorton was going to go. That's a good one. Flop, Bum's dad. They called him Flop. How about oh, that? Lord. <laughs> flop, Flop, son, Bum. Let me tell you something. This, I, this is so great. I'm a, awesome. I'm a Mike. I like Mike Vrabel because he's old school. But the second yeah. he put that cowboy hat on, oh, with he I'm was so mad, he so was mad. doomed and cursed, and that's why he got fired. Yep, that's so why they lost, mad. and he got fired. Yep, and he's actually a name out there for the Cowboys, of all things. Well, I'm surprised oh, wow. McCarthy still has a job. I bet he doesn't yeah. buy the end of business tomorrow. Mm. I, I I can't believe that he that that game yesterday was something else i'm, glad I'm surprised I'm he came back i'm surprised jerry let him come back out at half after halftime i didn't i didn't know if i sent y'all this i might have I, I there's so much stuff going on with just everything but since 1997 jennifer lopez has six rings the cowboys <laughs> have zero here i'll give you another one yeah. um 
So, um, yeah, yeah, damn. Yeah, I know, right? So, Belichick, when he was fired, but did y'all read about this? Or have you heard this yet recently? Just, that he's, yeah. So, w- when Belichick was fired by the Browns, and I don't have a date on that. Long time ago. Long yeah. time ago, when he was assistant, and he, he got fired by the Browns. Mm-hmm. He ran into, um, oh, uh, what's his, uh, Jerry. He ran into Jerry very soon after and kind of cornered Jerry into the point of like, sir, I can coach and I want to coach and whatever you need, anytime you need it, I'm here. And so that's resurfaced that story again. Mm. Um, mm. I've got a lot that I can bash Jerry on a lot. And it's made me really despise the Cowboys being a cat, longtime Cowboys fan. But Bill Belichick had Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady was sure. not at the Cowboys. Um, and so. And- and Dak Prescott is no Tom Brady. No. Sorry. Doesn't no. appear that way. No. No. Um, <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't Tom Brady. No. So. Yeah. Uh, I expect I expect McCarthy to be fired in the next day or two. I expect Harbaugh to take um, the Chargers job, which that'll start a, a whole new domino effect in college football. And hey, I believe I saw today that pitchers and catchers report on valentine's day so we're less than a month away from the astros and baseball being here um so anybody want to touch on anything before we get out of here on episode 36 i'm good all right like and subscribe we'll have something out on social media we usually get this out the next morning so we appreciate everyone that listens we've had some people listen over the holidays and non-baseball season we really appreciate it and we're going to do some different things have some more guests coming into uh the spring and getting ready for baseball season so looking forward to it i appreciate anyone that takes the time to to watch listen and give feedback so boys with that being said go strokes go stroke go strokes